The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Catherine Eagle, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dog joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food. What she's discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Listener, I've watched this video, and honestly, it's 20 minutes well spent. The health of my animals means everything to me. This stuff has improved the coats and energy of mine, and they love it. Normally, they are picky with food, but they really enjoy this stuff. Go to badlandsfood.com slash obscura and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash obscura. Welcome, listener. I'm glad you're here. Take a seat next to the fire. September 12th, 2022, 7.49 p.m., Utica, New York. Much of today's episode will be pulled directly from police and medical sources. The objective here is to provide little actual commentary. Instead, you will be presented with the facts, and opinions on the events will be directly up to the listener. I don't want to come in here and tell you what to think or believe, And I know situations like this that involves vets with PTSD can be a little dicey when it comes to these opinions. So, here we go. 911, I just have emergency. Yes, uh, I am suicidal. What is your address, sir? Street Utica, New York. 
repeat your address to make sure I have it correct? I've been through a bad time. I've been through a bad time. You know, I don't even know. I want to put a gun to my mouth. You have access to a weapon, sir? Yes, I do. But what kind 22. of weapon do you have? You have a twenty-two. I have a twenty-two. Yep. Where is that twenty-two now? Uh, yeah, I threw it in the basement, trying to get off. Believe me, I just want to fucking die, man. David Litz calls nine one one. He informs the operator he wishes to die, is tired of living and suffers long-term symptoms from the COVID-19 virus. Hold on, sir. What is your name? David, 1601 Nielsen Street, Utica. Dave, what is your last name? I cannot take this. I have long-term COVID, and it's killing me. David, what is your last name? I don't know. L-I-T-T-S. I need to get out of here because I threatened my wife with a gun. You threatened your wife with a gun? Yes, to get out of my house. I don't want to live no more. Okay, David, I'm sorry. I can will, I have... Dave, can I have your last I name one more time? I will kill a police officer. I don't care. David, can I have your last name, please? What do you want my last name for? I'm going to die. You said your 22 is in the basement, David? It's thrown out the backyard, okay? Okay. So is it in the backyard or is it in the basement? There is going to be something damaged. I'm going to eat everything in this house. That's fucking poisonous. Mr. Litz says he has threatened his wife with a gun and slapped her around. Mr. Litz says he has a 22 caliber gun and a shotgun and would kill any officer who came to his home. I'm gonna eat the fucking pills. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you feel or not. Sorry. David, how many dogs do you... There we go. A hundred different pills. Fuck you. David, can you come outside? I ain't gonna kill. No, no, I'm a veteran. I don't give up. David, can you come outside, please? Well, well, you don't know me. David, what are you doing? I'm swallowing about a hundred pills. David, can you walk outside, please? If I walk outside, I got a shotgun. You have a shotgun now? No, I won't use it. David, do you have a shotgun or not? (laughs) Well, you wish. Well, you wish. Uh, Who cares? I don't care. God damn, no more, okay? I suffered for three fucking years, man. Three fucking years of fucking COVID. David, okay. can you please walk outside with your hands up and talk to and the no, officer that's there? No, I won't. I'm going to kill somebody. I will never walk out. You want to fucking kill me? My, my fucking wife just left me. 
You know, 31 years of fucking shit. Ah! I don't care. You want to get me? Get me, okay? But I'm going to kill somebody on the way out. I'm tired of it. I served this country. Everything else is no help. No help. No help. You want to come out and fire at me? I got some fucking M16 in here. David. No, I will kill. I will kill these son of a bitches. What? Well, look, the pussies aren't here. The pussies aren't here. No. Motherfucker, let's go! Let's go! It's party time! Fuck you! Come on, pussy! It's party time! You will die! You will die! Get out of here! I'm gonna kill you! Give me my shit! The 911 center dispatched members of the UPD to Mr. Litz's home. At 7.52 p.m., Sergeant Skibitsky arrived, followed by Officers Gonzalez, Gill, and Michael Flo, as well as Sergeants Mowers and Goldstein. Give my shit. David. I am not going to cooperate. I want them to kill me. I need death! Okay, if you can't understand that shit, that's good. Because now it's time. I I want to die. I want to die. Come on, motherfuckers! You can't even get me, motherfucker! Come on, David. Where you at? Where you at, you fucking pussy? Come on and shoot me! Come on, you rotten bastard! Come on, the Utah police. I will kill them all. I'm not threatening you. I'm fucking promising you. I am getting my shit off right now. You David, David what, what are you doing now? Oh, bullshit. No. Everybody dies in this house. Tonight, everybody dies. You fucking think I'm kidding Events at the scene were captured by body cameras of Sergeant Skabinski, Mowers, and Goldstein, and Officers Gill and Gonzalez. Unless otherwise noted, the following facts are taken from body camera footage. Between 7.51 p.m. and 7.55 p.m., the 911 dispatcher advised officers that Mr. Litz said he had a 22 caliber pistol in the backyard. Quote, If he comes outside, it will be with a shotgun. He had an M16, and he is taking pills. David, this is the Utah Police Department. I'm going to need a phone up. Sorry, just need a negotiator. I'm in contact. Let me know. Yeah. Jess, if you want to come up to the intersection here with James. Uh, we got the PA going. We got the light on right there. Well, it's his first house, I don't know. Yeah. The second house, maybe we're coming out, they don't know what's going on. They're advised on the second house. Four, advised on three. On three. This is a Marine. Fucking right, I will fuck you up, he said. Yo, keep going back. Go. Get out of here. Tom, thank you for your service. Okay, it's the exact uh, one that called. 
and he's uh, also at 1601 Nielsen Street. As we take a moment's pause in the middle of our exploration of the dark corners of humanity, let's explore a different kind of mystery. One that takes you back to the roaring 1920s with June's Journey. In this hidden object game, you slip into the role of June Parker, tasked with unraveling the murder mystery of her sister. Each scene is meticulously designed, filled with hidden clues that lead you deeper into a storyline. Riddled with danger, romance, and scandalous family secrets, I've personally ventured through the ornate parlors of New York to the charming streets of Paris within this game each chapter peeling back layers of a complex narrative that's as engaging as it is visually stunning. Beyond just solving mysteries, June's journey invites you to escape into an era of opulence as you build and customize your very own estate island. It's the perfect blend of challenge and relaxation that I find incredibly refreshing, especially after delving into the often intense themes of our podcast. For those of you who thrive on solving puzzles and uncovering stories, June's Journey offers a chance to channel your inner detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Step into June's shoes and help her solve the ultimate mystery. Can you uncover the truth behind her sister's tragic demise? Now, let's dive back into our own mysterious journey here on Obscura. Stay tuned. Keep your wits about you. At 7.55 p.m., Sergeant Skavitsky's body camera captured Mr. Litz yelling from inside his home. At 7.57 p.m., Sergeant Mowers positioned himself next to Sergeant Skavitsky with a rifle. At 7.58 p.m., Officer Flo used a loudspeaker from one of the patrol vehicles, told Mr. Litz to come outside with his hands up. Mr. Litz yelled from inside the home, at 8.01 p.m., Mr. Litz walks outside with a knife in his right hand and yelled threats of harm to the officers on the scene while pacing on the sidewalk, including, I will kill everybody. I have an M16 in the house. I have a fucking grenade. David, this way. Walk this way. Put your head, drop the knife. David, drop the knife. I got, I got, well, I got cover. Papa, what? David, come here, David. We want to talk. Come here, David. Sergeant Skavinsky suggested using less than lethal options to officers at the scene, with no audible response from the other officers. At 8.02 p.m., Investigator Dodge began to talk to Mr. Litz over a loudspeaker, telling Mr. Litz to drop the knife and asking him how she could help him and what had happened that made him this upset. Around the same time, Sergeant Goldstein arrived on the scene and asked the officers whether any of them had less than lethal. There were no audible responses. Officer Flo and Sergeant Goldstein unholstered their tasers and Sergeant Mowers and Investigator Joshua Femia held patrol rifles. Drop the knife! Drop the knife! We got time. Don't, don't. Stay calm. David? David! David, will you talk to me? Shoot, shoot, shoot. No, I'm going to get my fucking M16. 
David, listen to me for a minute. Stay out here. I watched my fucking brother get killed right out front here. And you fucking turn around and say, oh, it was an accident. David. Come on, nigger. Come on, nigger. You will die. You will die. David. I'm going to kill him, my friend. You put the knife down to make a talk? No, no, no. You see, you talk with a knife. Right? I don't want anything to have to do tonight. You fucking killed my brother. You officer killed my brother. What happened to your brother? Ten years ago. My car. You killed him. You fucking oh, niggers. Hey, what? What? Where's this fucker? Steve, drop the knife, man. Please drop the knife. David, drop the knife. At 8.04 p.m., while pacing on the sidewalk in front of the house, Mr. Litz yelled for the lights being shined on him to be turned off. At 8.06 p.m., Sergeant Goldstein instructed the officers to retrieve less than lethal from one of the patrol vehicles on the scene. At the same time, Officer Amanda Massiol informed Sergeant Goldstein that Mr. Litz's wife had just arrived, and Sergeant Goldstein provided this information to Investigator Dodge. As Investigator Dodge continued to encourage Mr. Litz to put the knife down and talk, Mr. Litz advanced with the knife raised forward and towards the officers at the intersection of James Street and Nielsen Street. Mr. Litz then stopped advancing and walked back towards his house. At 8.08 p.m., Sergeant Goldstein ordered Officer Drew Petrello, who was at the intersection of James Street and Nielsen Street, near station patrol units, to retrieve a less-than-lethal shotgun. 
As Mr. Litz walked towards his house, Investigator Dodge told Mr. Litz that his wife was present and wanted to speak to him. David, stay out here and talk to me, please. David. Put the knife down. The knife down. Put 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 the knife down. Mr. Litz walks south on Nielsen Street, where Officers Gill and Gonzalez were positioned behind a patrol car. Officers repeatedly shout at Mr. Litz to drop the knife and put your hands in the air, but Mr. Litz did not comply. Mr. Litz then raised the knife in his hand, stepped off the sidewalk, and advanced towards officers Gil and Gonzalez. At 8.09 p.m., as Mr. Litz moved quickly towards officers Gil and Gonzalez with the knife raised, Sergeant Mowers and police officer Gil fired at Mr. Litz, striking him seven times. Mr. Litz fell. Put the knife down! Put the knife down! Put the knife down! Shots fired, shots fired. Party down. Where's the knife? Where's the knife? We got shots fired. You good? Put Anyone hit? Everybody hit! 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 Everybody Forty on command to squad commander's office. Multiple GSWs. I can't see. I see the right here's one. Who's got gloves? Who's got gloves? Gloves. Give me gloves. Back. I got you. I got you. Just making sure you copied all that. One party down. At 8.14 p.m., ambulance personnel, who had been summoned to the scene by Officer Flo, arrived. Based on medical records, they transported Mr. Litz to St. Elizabeth's Medical Center, where, despite life-saving measures, he was pronounced dead at 8.33 p.m. On September 15, 2022, Dr. Diane Vertez conducted an autopsy of Mr. Litz. OSI Detective Christopher Reedy and UPD Investigator David Singh attended the autopsy. Dr. Vertes concluded that the cause of death was multiple gunshot wounds and the manner of death was homicide. Dr. Vets concluded that the shots to Mr. Litt's chest and abdomen contributed to his death. No one shot was determined to be the fatal shots. Analysis of Mr. Litt's blood showed that he had a blood alcohol content of 0.20. For comparison, the legal limit of blood alcohol content for drivers in New York is 0.08. During the autopsy, Dr. Vertes identified seven bullet wounds and retrieved six projectiles, 
which were submitted to the New York State Police Forensic Investigation Center for analysis. September 12th of last year, a depressed veteran called 911. He said he was tired of living, suffering from long COVID symptoms, and that he was going to kill any police officer who intervened. The scene that played out was captured on police body-worn cameras. The video showed David Litz of Nielsen Street advance on Utica police officers with a knife in his hand, ignoring the orders to drop that weapon. Two police officers opened fire, one with an AR-15 weapon, hitting Mr. Litz seven times and killing him. New York State Attorney General Letitia James released her final report on the incident today. Her conclusion, no charges against the officers involved.